Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, or whatever time it is that you're watching this. I'm Pastor Jason Vebemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. It's day 430 of our three-year journey through God's Word, and we are here in the book of Proverbs today, Proverbs chapter 14. Uh, Proverbs is great practical uh, wisdom and challenging insights into human nature and life. So let's pray and ask the Lord's help as we dig in to this portion of his word today. Father, thank you for your word. It is living and active. Thank you for Christ, who is the embodiment of wisdom, the perfection of wisdom. Thank you for the practical help and challenging confrontation that we find in Proverbs. Would you use your word today to shape us to be more like Jesus, the wisdom of God, and help us to walk like him, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs 14. The wisest of women builds her house, but with folly her own hands tears it down. But folly with her own hands tears it down. Can I read today? We'll see. <clears throat> Whoever walks in uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is devious in his ways despises him. By the mouth of a fool comes a rod for his back, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness breathes out lies. A scoffer seeks wisdom in vain, but knowledge is easy for a man of understanding. Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deceiving. Fools mock at the guilt offering, but the upright enjoy acceptance. The heart knows its own bitterness, and no stranger shares its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Even in laughter the heart may ache, and the end of joy may be grief. The backslider in heart will be filled with the fruit of his ways, and a good man will be filled with the fruit of his ways. The simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. One who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless. A man of quick temper acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow down before the good, the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor is disliked even by his neighbor, but the rich has many friends. Whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. Do they not go astray who devise evil? Those who devise good meet steadfast love and faithfulness. In all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. The crown of the wise is their wealth, but the folly of fools brings folly. A truthful witness saves lives, but one who breathes out lies is deceitful. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. 
The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. In a multitude of people is the glory of a king, but without people a prince is ruined. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. The wicked is overthrown through his evil doing, but the righteous finds refuge in his death. Wisdom rests in the heart of a man of understanding, but it makes itself known even in the midst of fools. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. A servant who deals wisely has the king's favor, but his wrath falls on one who acts shamefully. That is Proverbs 14. Uh, these are Proverbs, right? This is the heart of the book of Proverbs, collections of two-line sayings, and these two-line sayings, each verse is a proverb. So this chapter is full of 35 Proverbs. Generally speaking, they're lines that are contrasting wisdom with foolishness, the way of the wise with the way of the foolish. In this way, they fall into a broader body of literature within the Bible called two ways literature or the two paths wisdom literature. And Jesus talked about this when he said, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and there are many who find it but narrow is the gate and straight is the way that leads to salvation and there are few who find it or who walk in it. Psalm 1 talks about this when it talks about the way of the wicked shall perish, but the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. Just over and over again in the Bible, we're told that there really are only two kinds of people in the world. Those who are lined up with God's purposes and God's will, those who are live, walking in the light, and those who are rejecting God's wisdom and God's will, those who are walking in the darkness. Now, one of the things Proverbs makes clear is that sometimes you can be a believer, you can know the Lord, but you can walk in folly, you can walk in foolishness. You're not necessarily a fool, but you can live foolishly, like the backslidden in heart that we read about in this chapter. And so believers who ought to be walking in the light and walking in the way of wisdom can sometimes slip into walking in ways of foolishness, but never without cost, never without consequence. And it should always be the desire of our hearts to turn away from that as quickly as we can and go back to the right ways of the Lord. And this is what Proverbs really is doing for us. It's, it's trying to show us, if you're acting this way, you're on the foolish path, get back on the Lord's path. If you're doing this, you're going to suffer this consequence. So it's better to do this other thing instead. And we can look at it thus as sort of a list of do's and don'ts, of duties and obligations, of practical advice. But ultimately, the fulfillment of Proverbs is found in Christ. And we walk in the way of wisdom by walking in the light as he is in the light, and Jesus is the light of the world. So it is by keeping close fellowship with Christ, it is by walking with Jesus 
that we walk in the light and we walk in the ways of wisdom because Jesus is the light of the world and Jesus is the fulfillment of wisdom. So these are not just abstract principles, although at one level you can understand them that way. Ultimately, the fullness of them is found in Christ. So what we see is a general pattern that those who are foolish suffer harm and cause harm to others. So folly causes someone to tear a house down, whereas wisdom causes someone to build a house up. Uh, Someone who walks uprightly fears the Lord, but someone who's devious despises the Lord. This is, this is, Again, that big picture that really what we're talking about is, are you with God or are you against him? Are you walking in fellowship with the Lord or are you walking against him? So there's a lot of these and a lot of these are just self-explanatory. I want to just focus on a few for the purposes of our devotional here. Um, The backslider in heart will be filled with the fruit of his ways and a good man will be filled with the fruit of his ways. This is verse 14. The backslider in heart, I think, refers to someone who knows the truth and who maybe at one point was walking faithfully in wisdom with Christ, of course, not perfectly, but faithfully and in wisdom walking with Christ and who has gone astray. And there will be consequences for such things. Galatians 5 tells us, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he also reaps. That's another principle of wisdom and another two ways literature in the Bible is the contrast between the works of the flesh in Galatians 5 and the fruit of the Spirit. So a good man, that is a man who is made good by God's grace and who's walking in the light, will eat the fruit of his ways, will bear the fruit of the Spirit. So you can be a believer and you're going to bear the fruit according to how you're living your life. You might suffer bitter consequences and have to and have to be filled with the fruit of your ways, the the works of the flesh that bring destruction. And so you're going to suffer harm. There's There's no pass for believers from choices and actions that have consequences. And so, verse 16, one who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless. Generally, wisdom is found in cautiousness, in deliberation, in thinking things through, in always asking yourself, why are you doing something? What's your motivation? Who are you trying to please? Are you trying to please God? Are you trying to please yourself? Whereas fools don't care. They just go. They just go recklessly and carelessly into life. And oftentimes this manifests itself in a quick temper a quick temper that causes us to act foolishly and then in such a way that we don't we don't receive uh, the blessing of God on our actions because they are not pleasing to God. They're not according to God's word. Um, another one I wanted to point out is um, these fear of the Lord verses um, in verses 27 or 26 and 27. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. And then the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life uh, that one may turn away from the snares of death. Many Christians struggle to understand what the Bible means by the fear of the Lord, and, and they may struggle with thinking it means being afraid of God 
And then some people try to sort of water it down and just say, well, it just means to have a healthy awe of God or respect for God. But, it, but it's more than that. If we really acknowledge that God is God, that he is infinitely holy, that he is infinitely powerful, that he is infinitely just, and that we do not deserve his mercy and his grace, his grace and mercy are completely undeserved, then we should tremble before him, not to be afraid of him, but to be in, in such deep awe and so deeply impressed to almost being overwhelmed by the power and wisdom and purity of God. And in that is a fountain of life. And in that is a strong confidence and a refuge because when we are in that much like soul-gripping trembling before the Lord, the world and all of its ways all of a sudden seem very small, very foolish, very dark, and very unattractive by comparison compared to the God who is the light of the world and who is the truth and who is the, the, the righteous and holy one, everything else fades in the light of his glory and grace, as the old hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, says. And so to, to, to live and to walk in the fear of the Lord it is to allow who God is and what God has done for us to so grip our hearts and our minds and our souls that, that, that it is compelling to us and that things of this world seem small and cheap and imitative and temporary and foolish by comparison. And if we live that way, we'll have a strong confidence because the man who fears the Lord need fear no one else. Our children will have a refuge because we'll be able to teach them the fear of the Lord. It's a fountain of life. We turn away from the snares of death because we see them for what they are, the snares of death. So the fear of the Lord is central in Proverbs for very good reason, uh, for that reason. And then just... Just one more toward the end. Uh, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. God has woven into his creation a universal moral law so that people have an innate sense of the fact that there is a God and the fact that there is a right and a wrong. And these patterns have been called natural law or the moral law. It's, it's woven into the very fiber of creation. And people know this. They suppress it in unrighteousness, Romans 1 says, but people know it. And the more people are sensitive to that and live according to that, then the nation of that people, even if they're not believers, but they're still blessed and they're still better off because they're living in harmony with the way God has created his universe. And people who intentionally rebel against that and who intentionally sabotage that end up reproachful. They end up suffering consequences and harm from it. So this is a way that we can talk to our non-Christian neighbors to say, there is a God who did create everything and he's woven into his creation a moral fiber, a moral reality that says things like, if you are kind and love others, right, you'll be blessed. If you are patient and you are self-controlled, you'll save yourself from a lot of harm. If you give to the poor and you care about the needy, then you will be blessed. If you exercise self-control and you restrain your impulses from, 
from sexual immorality or from gluttony, you, you'll have a better life. That these are the, this is the way God designed us to work. And then if we throw those things away and we say, I'm going to be my own God and I'm going to live according to my own values, and I'm going to just live according to my appetites, then we suffer harm. And so God reveals these things to us because he loves us. And if we follow him, we will indeed have a better life. Not necessarily that we won't have any problems or any troubles, but in living in accordance with God's revealed will in his creation, there is a better life for people. Well, that's Proverbs 14, and I hope it was helpful to you, and I hope you have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm-hmm.